What's up guys and dolls, welcome to the good, the bad and the stupid, it's Tuesday, March the 2nd, this is the 5th time of me trying to record this podcast, and this time it's going out regardless, whether it's good, bad or ugly. Anyway, if you've not been here before, it's a podcast about me talking about the nonsense in the news with my nonsense opinions on the nonsense in the news. And the first nonsense we're going to go to is Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah Winfrey, nonsense number one of the day because i'll just i think that i'll find that uh more cringy or more uh embarrassing i'll be hiding behind the sofa biting my fingernails more at that than i would the office or any horror film it'd be just be cringe tv because it's two people who want to stay away from the uh, the limelight don't want to be uh, have any attention we're shy as anything but we're chasing dollar signs <laughs> and we're onto every tv uh opportunity podcast our own podcast foundation everything you know band brand harry and megan coming or being rammed down the throat near you every day soon that's basically what it's going to be but um i can't watch people pretend to stick pretend to they want to you know live a normal life but then they're uh, (laughs) chasing uh, or getting paid multi-millions of pounds to do this, that and the other. I can't imagine that they're not, you know, advising the press where they're likely to be. Just so that they get some uh, Z-list type shots of them. They're not Z-list, but I can see some Z-list type of action coming at you. You know, like where they uh, let you know that they're going to be walking out of uh, down the shops on uh, Wednesday morning looking like they're scruffy and just doing the normal thing on the way to the shop but they're dressed up to the nines and <laughs> they're prepared and ready for it looking their scruffy best selves should I say anyway I'm not bitter they are, they are just getting paid 100 million pounds for a podcast and I have to pay to do this podcast and I think mine's more entertaining thank you very much <laughs> maybe I should uh, tap into their audience zone them out because these people are like royalists or you know they're they're mad people who think they want to be their best mates nobody listens to this to be my best mate i think they listen to this to see how uh how a nutcase operates um i'm joking i'm completely saying thank you very much i am going a bit nutty in lockdown that's for sure because you've got no choice You've got no. You're stuck in four walls a lot of the time. Spending a lot of time by yourself. If you, you know, you've got to go to fucking. Um, you've got to become a bit of a loony in that situation. But you've got to. Some people handle it. Other people jump out the window. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not one of those. Thank God. Not yet. Anyway. I've not checked my bank balance this week yet, but uh, I know it's fucking getting very low. Harry and Meghan, come to the rescue. I. All is not. Uh, all is uh, forgiven, should I say. Help your fellow podcasters out. Send some fucking money my way. I think the the biggest uh, hypocrite, hypocritical statement they, or hit, hypocritical thing they did was when they flew with all the other stars in private jets across the world to a uh, car, or to a save the planet global warming conference to give a speech barefoot speech on the beach when really it was just a fucking celebrity networking adventure you can't fly in private jets on your own halfway around the world and then give a speech to everybody else to fucking not have not catch a plane don't go on holiday stay at home save save the planet 
Let us go and do the travelling and fucking hobnobbing for you. We can't all do it. We're already in that position. No, sorry, Harry and Meghan. That is not how it's going to go down. You stay at home. You've got your podcast. You've got your fucking video cameras. You don't have to go out. We can. Do, you can just. You've got the money to send us photos of you from your house in Hollywood. Anyway, how long is it going to be before we see Harry pop up on Friends or some uh, shit uh, American comedy? Walking, you know, the walking and the guest appearance. Walk into the flat or walk into the house, like the Cheers bar. They're going to walk in Prince Harry, ex ex Prince Harry. Beg your pardon. And that'll be the joke. Anyway, um, that's my third eye um, for seeing the, the future. My future eye. My future vision, beg your pardon. Anyway, uh, I, I'm addicted. They're saying here more than a third of young adults. I'm going to count myself in that, even though I'm not that young. A third of young adults suffer from smartphone addiction. Uh, they, they feel hooked. And then no matter how, t how much time they use their device daily... As soon as they're away from it, they cannot. They they become upset when they can't get to their phone. And I got to tell you, it is a bit like that. You can because you ever left your phone somewhere or lost your phone or uh, I dam I damaged my phone once, dropped it on the floor. It went blank. I couldn't see the screen. Couldn't see who was ringing me. Couldn't access my numbers. Everything like that. All that. I was in the shit. I needed to see people. I needed to ring people. I didn't know. I couldn't get in touch with anybody. I was. I travelled, hundred and fifty miles to see people. I had to go home. I couldn't get in touch with anybody. I had to get a new phone. So uh, and I was sweating over, um, you know, over the more of the the fact that I couldn't see anybody. I was sweating over like I'd lost all my information in the phone and I couldn't use it. It was driving me mad. But uh, so I've been there. But at the same time now, I do everything on the phone because I'm too lazy to put the laptop on. A lot of the things that I do, I can do on the phone. So I've now become extra reliant on it. People just think I'm fucking texting or watching shit all day, but I'm actually writing letters and typing stuff and sending emails and whatever. It don't look like that to somebody else. It just looks annoying to people, doesn't it? I don't walk down the street doing it like fucking some idiots. The amount of people who, try, who almost bump into you or who are just asking to have their phone nicked off them in the streets. Because their eyes... Some people, I've seen them, and they're glued, they're watching the TV. They're walking along the path, watching the TV. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, but that's what it is. It's too uh, too easy, too convenient. Life's boring, isn't it? So you want to zone into whatever's on the phone. I'm all for doing it while you're at work. While you're sitting at work at your desk... That is the time to start watching TV or to start watching silly videos on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Make your TikTok videos while you're meant to be on the company's time. Fuck, uh, fuck doing work. Just do the bare minimum. You know, they don't expect to get about three hours of uh, productivity out of you anyway. So don't do more than uh, don't do more than the laziest person in the office. That was me, as you can tell. Anyway, uh, what have I got here? Not a lot to talk about in the news. That's why I'm uh, I'm talking about me instead. I, or any chance to talk about yourself? I've got to big myself up. This podcast is not getting enough views. Oh, listens, beg your pardon. <laughs> and it's down to me not talking about myself enough, probably. No, I'm only joking. The perm is... I'm not talking about myself now. The perm is making a comeback, an unexpected revival in lockdown after decades of ridicule. The frizzy look... <laughs> 
I am kind of talking about me because I've not had my hair cut now for two months. Or was it longer than that now? Since before December. Yeah, two months. The perm. The perm is like... On a, the perm on a bloke, when people used to go and have a perm, if your hair is just naturally curly, that's good. But when you go and have your hair permed, a bloke, that is one of the craziest things you can do. It's, it's, def, it's 1970s football hairdo or 1970s porn mag hairdo. That eye, your, your hair, you're trying to get it like something you've seen in a porn mag and not necessarily what's on the lady's head. Um, but the frizzy hairstyle, in the 70s, they had it down. Kevin Keegan... All the Liverpool players, I can't remember the name, Graham Souness, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Lawrence, I oh, did, oh, did Mark Lawrence have it, Kevin, uh, what's his name there, Glenn Hoddle, they all had it, they all had the perm, and they rocked it, it looked good, so I think it has to be in numbers, the first one was it has to be the brave one, <laughs> and the rugby, they're bringing back the mullets. so we've got the mullets and the, uh, and the perms come back, everything goes around in cycles eventually. Next thing you know, we'll have the flat top. The flat top will be fully back. That's because everyone's been doing headstands in the, in lockdown, doing like yoga headstands or something. And they get up and they go, hang on a minute, that don't look too bad. My hair's squared off at the top. I tell you what, I'm going to go and get my hair cut permanently like that. That's called the Arnie or the uh, the Terminator or something. The buzz cut. The, the, the G.I. Joe style. Um, Ivan Drago. That was it, the Ivan Drago look. So, yeah. The perm, I mean, my hair's just gone wayward anyway. I'm going full Freddie Boswell, I think. Uh, I've got another six weeks to go, and I'm not going to cut it, but I'll end up with, like, a weird... Unless I put it in a ponytail, it's just going to be growing down my back, like some of them... You know, women's got their hair long at the back. I kind of get in that going on. What's the... Uh, is that the mullet? I could have a mullet, I suppose. If I, if I trim the, the top bit myself and I've got the long bit at the back... I'm on my way to a mullet. All good. You've got to try... You're forced into these situations, so you might as well just ride with it. I've never grown my hair that long ever, so we'll see how it comes out. Um, a gold rush, a meteor, has uh, hit the Earth, and it's going to... Sh- it's showered the Earth with loads of space rock, and it's worth money. So if anybody wants to go and look for a bit of space rock, <laughs> you can go... You can make up to £16,000 from a, a meteor if you get a decent-sized chunk. So where is it? Where did it land? Six, six seconds it burned, triggered doorbell and security cameras from London to Liverpool and Manchester to Milton Keynes. Where did it land, though? It's seen as far away as the Netherlands. Where did it land? The fragments, quite a few, probably reached the ground. Oh, is that it? Quite a few probably reached the ground. We don't know where the hell they are, then. Stow on the world, we're looking across the stow on the world. If you're anywhere near there, get out, see some unusual rocks, or if you see any unusual looking people that might not have been an asteroid, it might have been a UFO, um, or maybe they lived inside the asteroid. We don't know what UFOs look like, they might make Spock, uh, space rock looking uh, spaceships, you know, like. Or when the space, you've seen this film. What was that film I saw the other week? The Colour, or oh, something of Colour with Nicolas Cage in. Brilliant. That was about an asteroid that slammed into the Earth, and loads of little creatures come out of that, and they just started turning people inside out. It was a right freaky film. Very good. I, I recommend that to anybody. So don't go too near it, and make sure you've got some fucking rubber gloves on or something, because uh, you never know where it's come from. 
It could be, what's it called? Um, it could be fucking like, I don't know, what's the word? Like nuclear or something like that. Might fucking burn your fucking hands off. But if it's worth £16,000, I think it's worth a little, uh, a little look. If not, you need to find something that looks like one or paint a normal rock. Get in, you know, fake one. Is it time now to fake something? Because they, you get, they know that the, the meteor has come down, so it's not like unusual for somebody to turn up now with a bit of fake meteor, or with a bit of meteor. Put it on eBay as a bit of a fake, as a, as the real thing. You might end up with sixteen grand from a rock that you've painted that's in the garden. Then just disappear into the sunset. People are doing it. They won't know. They'll be happy with their bit of the bit of uh, space rock. When somebody was selling the moon a while ago, people, some bloke was selling uh, land on the moon. He made millions, millions and millions of pounds. He just decided to start printing off certificates saying, yeah, this is a square square foot of land on the moon. He sold hundreds of thousands of them. And people were buying them. They were happy with them. But he didn't even own the moon. Of course, nobody owns the moon. And uh, it was told uh, and that it was a fraud, I think, but... I think he'd, he'd, he'd fucked off with the money by now. But everybody was happy. As far as, as far as they're concerned, they owned a piece of land on the moon. But they're never going to go there. They're never going to see it. They wouldn't know. So who's to say that they don't own it? They're just a certificate, and he was selling them for thousands and thousands of pounds. So there you go. So don't think buying a bit, picking up a piece of rock and make, and saying that it's from a meteor and putting it on eBay is, is fucking far-fetched. It's very easily done. There's idiots out there, and that's the ones you want to tune into. Right, last one I'm going to do, I think, is a, a physiotherapist. Is this the last one I'm going to do? It might be. A physiotherapist has been struck off after laughing at a patient's bingo wings. <laughs> bingo wings. A, phys a physiotherapist has been taking the piss. You know, he's probably telling you to do some ex arm exercises, and your arm's wobbling left, back and forth, and then he's gone, uh, uh, and he's sucked the piss out of him. Well... The end of the day, sorry, but if you're going to go and get yourself all fat, all, all fat, and then don't expect somebody not to uh, take the pit. At the end of the day, you, you give, you're making yourself out to be, um, you're a target for, for a humour. That is the one way to get you to slim down. You know what I mean? If, if everyone just avoids it and doesn't tell you, then you're just not going to think it's, it's bad. So him laughing at your bingo wings is going to make you go, oh, fucking, I better get rid of these. I'll, I'll, do these physio thing because you're probably thinking you're going to go out of here. You ain't going to do any of these physio physio uh, exercises. You're just pulling my chain. You're just going to go home, sit and get fat and eat more food. So I'm going to laugh at your bingo wings because I can't help myself. And uh, but unfortunately, he got himself stuck off because they're obviously very, very sensitive about it. Come on, you got to have a bit of a sense of humour. I mean, I'm sure he didn't mean it, for God's sake. But uh, inappropriate remarks, apparently, it was. Anyway, and this one, I'll, I'll finish on this one. And this one is is a lot worse than that. And that is a Spanish rapper who cut off his friend's penis. And this rap, a Spanish rapper, I don't know why we have to say that he's a rapper. His rapping has got nothing to do with it. But he cut off his friend's penis because his friend offered to pay him two hundred dollars or two hundred pounds, should I say, to cut off his own cut off his penis with a twelve-inch knife, and he wanted and did it because he wanted to get lots of views on YouTube, 
and uh, from the gory video. Now, for one, YouTube would take that down as if YouTube's going to let a video of somebody having his dick fucking cut off by somebody run rampant on YouTube. They'd fucking pull that down straight away. So his his plan was flawed from the start. So he's paid his mate two hundred pounds to cut off his penis. And and the reason was he doesn't feel like a man. He feels less of a man, so he wanted to see the back of his penis anyway. So he's he's done that for YouTube views. But since that, his mate now has got he's got uh, has been got he's going to go to prison, and he has had his penis reattached. <laughs> so once he's once he's had it chopped off, he's all of a sudden feeling like a bloke again, and he's going, "Oh shit, why have I done that? I want it put back on." So he ended up being able to have it put back on. He's lucky. He's lucky that they're fucking bothered to do it. I told you before, if the hospital, you turn up with the hospital with that, you're going, like, I'll cut it off myself. Well, why should I reattach it then? You're wasting my time. That's going to be about a fucking seven-hour operation when somebody in there has had something done to them that isn't their fault. You've come in, chopped your own penis off for a YouTube video, and I've got to fucking waste my time trying to sew it back on. I'll tell you what, I'll sew it back on, but I'll sew it back on back to front. How about that? You can't have it all as it was. Yeah, so uh, anyway... That's a faux pas, because he's regretted it. Can't be the same, can it? Can't work properly. And uh, you're obviously a fucking nutcase, so I don't think you're going to be famous for anything other than being a nutcase. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there on that gory note. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and I'll do another one tomorrow. See you later. Bye.